Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we have a terrific show for you today. We have one of my favorite people on. Uh, we share common friends like uh, Bob Griswold. And you go, oh, Bob, love him. Yeah, he has, comes on here regularly and a uh, real popular guest. But his name is Craig the Sawman Sawyer, and he's got a really interesting background. And we're going to start with letting him introduce himself to you, though I know a lot of you already know who he is. And then we're going to get into the child trafficking issue with Totally Open Borders. I'm sure since the last time I've talked to Craig that the the, uh, the dynamics have changed dramatically. Uh, they couldn't help but change with the numbers we have crossing, unsupervised numbers. But before we join, Craig, we need to take care of some business very quickly here. Um, I just talked to a farmer again this morning. The federal government is really moving under Biden to cut off the food supply. Uh, I was given example after example after example by this farmer. Stuff I already knew. He confirmed some. You need storable food. And um, MPS is one of the few left standing. There's a few other really reputable companies out there, but not many. A lot of them have sold out to the government. A lot of them couldn't stay in business because of COVID. But uh, we're still holding prices firm, and we have specials. And to find out all about the product and the specials they offer, go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. And I'm concerned about roving blackouts, as I'm sure all of you are. Uh, we know now they're going to be national, but we don't really have any specifics. Are they going to be an hour, a day, a week? We, we don't know. And so if it goes on very long, people, or if Putin takes down the grid, that's another threat. You better have water filtration. You may have to scavenge water. And we have, we think, the best water filter out there, according to the research. Go to waterwithdave.com. And they, too, have held the price and not raised it. They have specials as well. Plus, they publish the research on the efficacy of their product. That's waterwithdave.com. And one more thing. You know that uh, I have a long-term relationship with Noble Gold. I fear digital coming here. In fact, I just watched a video this morning on uh, the World Government Summit, and it was on YouTube, believe it or not, and these globalists were telling us what was coming. And when digital comes, your freedom ends, totally, totally. Economic freedom, thing of the past. You need to get outside the system as much as you can. Gold and silver and protecting your IRA with gold-based backing, those are things that everyone should be doing right now Unless you're one of the 40% of Americans that has less than $1,000, and my advice is to buy food, and God bless you. I hope God changes your fortune. But if you have a nest egg, folks, you owe it to yourself to talk to Noble Gold. 
Um, I became a happy customer about four years ago, and I'm going to have a little softer landing than I think a lot of people out there who have not heeded the advice. Keep your money in the bank. Be prepared to lose it. Noble Gold can be reached at 877-646-5347, 877-646-5347. And we have clear sailing with Craig Sawman Sawyer. Welcome to the show. Glad you could join us. been too long since we've talked. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Dave. It's good to be back on with Well, the Bible talks about, you know, better to tie a millstone around your neck than to harm a child. So I I hope the Lord is manufacturing a lot of millstones because he needs them. And I'll let you just kind of run with that. Yeah, well, look at what we're dealing with. Look at what we're seeing in our country. Uh, So much of what we're seeing going wrong is clearly spoken about in the Bible. And it's like watching history play itself out. It's in a lot of ways it's it's disheartening, and in other ways it's not a surprise at all. If you if you've read the Bible, and if you've read what the globalist cabal, for lack of a better title, have articulated that they mean to do, if you've looked at any of their plans that they keep submitting and admitting to at their summits, then you can no longer be surprised at what they're doing. And it pains me to see people um, struggle to understand why Biden is failing at every single step. And it's not that he's failing, is that he doesn't serve the American people. He works for our enemies. He works for uh, a globalist regime that's out to accomplish global power. They want a, a unified system, and Marxism is the preferred system that gives them the total control and so they have to break the united states as we know it to achieve the the level of tyrannical control control that they're after they've said it they've demonstrated it they've write it in their legislation and we're watching it play out step by step so you know i i see that concerning things are happening but i also see that there's great news in that because there's a need and where there's a need, there's an opportunity. There's an opportunity for every good man and woman to step up, to intervene, and help others to make a positive impact. Yeah, definitely. I, yeah, I definitely want to go down that road. But it's interesting you expressed what you did. You're, you're using, you're describing the word intentional to talk about Biden's actions. The intentional, and I'll add in something dismantling of America, its values, its economy, the whole nine yards. And what's really interesting, Craig, is that as yesterday morning, uh, Congressman Jim Jordan went on Fox Business Channel. And he said the same thing. He was, it's hard for me to believe anymore that this is not intentional. And he went on and listed a whole bunch of things that Biden has done. So even within the mainstream of some of Congress now, they're beginning to say what you just said. Yeah, but they have to word it much more softly like that. Like, it's hard for me to almost believe Yeah, I know this is, <laughs> is accidental. And I would say, if you look at it honestly, if you have the moral courage to face the situation for what it actually is, you would realize very clearly that this level of incompetence does not exist at the global level of power. You cannot get past dozens of of checks and balances and filtration processes to get to the most powerful seat on the face of planet Earth and be 
utterly incompetent and fail at literally every single thing you've ever done. Yeah, you can't I, I, get there without without somebody putting you there, and it's impossible. This level of failure is impossible uh, to happen on accident. So it is, and it's following very closely. It's exactly following the plan that they they've been announcing that they're going to carry out so exactly day by day, watching it play out. Before we unfold and carry this over into one item and then expand from there, the child sex trafficking, I want you to tell people just a little bit about your background, what where, what you've done, and what has brought you to doing the really good work you're doing now. Yeah, well, I was raised in a loving family in southern Texas and went off to become a spec ops warrior. I wanted to make war on the terrorists to stop them from coming here and ruining our peace and our freedom and um, our way of life. And so I threw my back into that. I did Marine Corps and SEAL Team, ended up at DevGrew, the highest level of counterterrorist operations. And um, then I did, when we started having babies, I wanted to be home to raise them uh, more than I was in the SEAL Team. And so I went into federal law enforcement. I did that for five years and then ended up back overseas doing high-threat mobile security for the Department of State and the intelligence community, moving their senior officials around the war zones and uh, keeping them safe. So it was good work, but I was still away from my family too much. And so I got into film and television. I had friends telling me I'd be a great technical advisor to teach the actors how to look like they knew what they were doing. (laughs) If they're playing the role of military law enforcement or like an assassin. And so I started doing that. I did that for 10 years, and I was on several TV series like Top Shot and Gunning Time with Arlie Ermey, the drill instructor from the movie Full Metal Jacket, and things like that. It was great. And then uh, a friend of mine, well, and then I ended up over in South Africa running counter-poacher operations to try to save the last of the endangered rhinos for a miniseries called Battleground Rhino Wars for Animal Planet, and that was good work. And then a friend of mine from the intelligence community that had grown up just north of Houston where I had let me know what he was learning about child trafficking inside the United States, how dark and ugly and abusive it was. And some of the agents that were part of the raids and recoveries and investigations describing how this is not like other crimes. This is a it's a spiritually motivated crime. These people subscribe to ancient uh, false gods like Baal and Moloch where they're supposed to sacrifice children so they torture children to death and they rape them and they do all kinds of heinous things because these are very very sick people and so he said look you got to realize this is the fastest growing criminal enterprise on earth right now and this area of, of North Houston has become the hottest epicenter inside the United States. And I thought, you know, that I just feel like I got punched in the gut and slapped in the face and assaulted. This is That was the epicenter of my, my homeland, our, our American culture, everything I'd fought to defend. And I just was very upset about it and not okay. It, I, I felt deceived, like I'd, I'd gone to 60 countries around the world to defend our nation to have the predators already at full tilt destroying and harming and terrorizing our children uh, right behind my back. So 
it's like it's like this, David. This is a, an important analogy, I think, that will help people understand why I've chosen this mission and what I'm out to do. So I founded a nonprofit organization to counter this child trafficking in the United States. And I realized that it's a child sex trafficking inside the United States is a domestic covert operation and it's run at an industrial scale. It's at 38 to 50 billion dollars a year oh my gosh. in annual revenue. So if it's so their estimate is between 38 and 50. If it's closer to that 50 billion number, that would mean that it's bigger in annual revenue than all of our pro sports combined. That's no small anomaly. That's not a small problem. So how can that run so pervasive at industrial scale without the populace being any more witting to it than we are? Well, the reason is their corruption, really in a word, corruption. They enjoy a lot of top cover from the news, from corrupt officials, and it is swept under the rug. And just like Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein, whenever they are caught, nothing seems to come of it. And it goes quiet, and the train rages on, and the children continue to get tortured and slaughtered and demoralized and, and traumatized. And it's it's absolutely evil what's happening. And I realized, okay... If it's that easy for them and they enjoy that much top cover, one thing that I know about corruption is it cannot withstand exposure. Sunlight is the best antiseptic for corruption. And so if you imagine the United States with a big black cover over it of, of deceit and secrecy, and underneath that cover is just a beehive of abuse to the children and it's dark under there, and evil has its way. Evil runs with impunity underneath that blanket of secrecy. My job, my mission, is to pull back that blanket and expose it and fry it with the healing, cleansing power of sunlight. And expose mm-hmm. it. And look at this filth, America. Look at what they're doing to our children. This is not okay. It is absolutely evil. It's such a no-brainer cause. Let's stand up against this and instead of allowing them to do this with impunity let's start changing everything let's let's reverse what alfred kinsey spent his lifetime doing which was alfred kinsey was a science fraud so in the 40s and 50s he was very active at politicking to normalize the entire notion of child rape to make it seem like it was somehow normal and good well he went to our psychological health care system in every state, our legal system in every state, and our educational system in every state. And he had some CIA money behind him. He had a lot of global funding behind him, pushing this narrative that raping children was somehow normal and good. And several generations later, we've got ourselves now an epidemic. And so if one scummy science fraud can start this avalanche of destruction Dave I figure a lot of us good people with bold conviction and just a little bit of moral courage and determination can start a wildfire of healing and correction and beat this back and create uh, once again a safer place for children so that's that's who I am and that's what I'm up to and that's why I founded Veterans for Child Rescue 
Yeah, that's fantastic. I, I'm, if I were a child sex trafficker right now, I'd be a little nervous. Ladies and gentlemen, Craig really undersold his background. I just want to add this in, Craig, and I don't want to embellish anything, but I know some things about your background. Uh, one of the top snipers and became a sniper instructor, SEAL Team 1. I could go on and on. This is not an enemy that sex trafficker. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time traffickers want and it's not that he's going to use his sniper skills here although i think at some point in time there needs to be capital punishment for these people uh judicially of course um i don't want to go before the j6 commission but uh craig i look at this and i'll tell you the first time i really found out how bad it was was in 2007 and i interviewed a lady who was uh going around to the super bowls and handing out literature saying this is the biggest sex trafficking day for America and they're using the cover of the Super Bowl and they're trafficking kids to visiting businessmen and so forth. Uh, were you aware of that and were you involved in in trying to combat that back 15 years ago? No, I, I was completely unwitting to this 15 years ago. I only learned about child tr- sex trafficking to the degree that it exists about eight years ago now. Okay. Well, I always say, 
you know, we need more people on this. But what do you think the media complicity is in this? I can't believe that all the media people that make a decision to cover it up, you know, at the producer level, that they're all complicit in the behavior. I don't think they're all visiting Epstein's Island. So what what role do they play in this, and how can they be made to go along with the cover-up? That's a good question, and i um, anxious to answer it. First, I want to share something that ran through my mind as you were, you were going through that, is that, you know, I have had an above-top-secret clearance for over three decades and read into, read into some highly classified programs and evolved in some some pretty important things surrounding our national security. And again, traveled to 60 countries and duty uh, for our nation. And I did not know about this giant crime. So no wonder our neighbors don't know about it. Uh, it, it seems like everybody should know about it, but we, we don't. So that's, that's how, that's how much top cover this crime enjoys. And you don't see on the evening news, them celebrating the U S marshal service, taking down a hundred or even 200, child predators at a time and rescuing 80 or 100 children at a time, but they are. And you'll see a lot of times posted the news articles, but you won't see it on the big mainstream news outlets. They don't even they don't even speak about it. You'll see articles and you'll see the stats and you'll see the agencies involved. A lot of times U.S. Marshal Service, FBI and Homeland Security Investigations are the three that are uh, most active on the federal side, but it just doesn't get much exposure and it absolutely is bigger news than so many other things but as to why the media uh or what level of complicity they must have well you can just read up on intelligence community agencies and what programs they've had over the years to have control over news media and you begin to understand very quickly why we're not told more and if you don't think that they're issued central talking points, just look up some of the videos where you'll have uh, one news anchor making a, a statement, saying a paragraph, and then they'll bring up another one. And then before it's done, it's like 50 of them, and they're word for word quoting the entire paragraph. And so they, they are absolutely issued a central narrative. And if you trace up all the major news networks, to their owners and controllers, you'll realize that they're all owned by those with global Marxist political ideology. So certainly the executives are absolutely complicit in the deceit of their fellow Americans, like Quislings. They are traitors, they are sellouts, and they betrayed everybody that they ever cared about or loved. Now, at the local news anchor level or at the, the one that's sitting on screen with the microphone, a lot of those sadly are unwitting. They they don't know, and quite frankly, they don't care to know. And I've talked to a lot of the anchors. I'm like, my gosh, do your colleagues not stop to think that when they're selling the, their fellow Americans into this idea of big government, you want communism, socialism, Marxism, it's good, you know, give up your guns, let's, let's pervert the children, let's, let's destroy our nation and usher in this globalist one world government, it's gonna be so great. Do they not realize what's gonna happen to their offspring and their children and their children's children and everybody they care about and, and their colleagues tell me, no, Craig, they don't think about, it. they, they don't 
it doesn't occur to them. They have no concept whatsoever. They're literally reading a script. They don't know about it because they don't get out of the studio and go. They're not like investigative reporters. They sit there and read the evening news. So they're reading a script. So they're just um, uh, they're doing whatever they're told, and they don't care to examine it any further. So I think, Dave, to answer your question on that is level of complicity. It depends on rank. Uh, Those execs at the top, absolutely, they are complicit. The ones at the bottom are unwitting quizlings, betraying everyone in their country and not having a clue and not even caring to to learn. Hmm. Years ago, I interviewed Nick Bryant. By the way, he just sent me an email the other day. We're going to get him back on. But Nick Bryant exposed the Franklin scandal. And that was basically the program, and I hear it's still in existence, where new congressmen uh, are brought in, new senators, and they're the sex and drug parties. And they may choose to withdraw and not even participate, but they photograph them, videotape them in ways that make it look like they're being compromised, even if they're not doing anything wrong. And then when key votes come up, they can get votes changed. And uh, Nick and I explored that together. Gosh, it's been oh, 13 years since I interviewed Nick for the first time on this. And uh, he told me this is how they compromise Congress against going after trafficking. Um, do you think there is a similar situation, a carrot stick approach with these executives in the media? I don't know what the motives are there. I know that what Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein were up to was an intelligence gathering operation. And in the intelligence community, they refer to it as a brownstoning operation where they blackmail people in just the the manner that you described. They'll either drug them or they just throw a big party at a mansion or island and they have every manner of debauchery there for these these. self-righteous people who who want to be in charge they want to, they want to be public figures and they want to they want power and they're lusting after it they'll do anything to get it including to go into these creepy parties to fit in and and get blessed off for higher access and sometimes a lot of that higher access depends upon their willingness to do things that um, compromise them so I, let's just say uh, an example. You rape this small boy, uh, we're going to video it, and then uh, we'll have it. And then you you work for us, not the American people anymore. Whenever we pull your strings, you jump, or we go public with this video. And because you've done this, we'll give you the next promotion, or we'll give you the next access to whatever, or we'll boost your campaign to get into a higher office. And so that's why you and I, Dave, don't get what we vote for anymore. Somebody will run on a certain ticket and say, hey, I'm all about this, that, or the other thing. And we're like, yeah, that that serves our best interest. We'll vote for you. They get to D.C. and they do the exact opposite. Why? Well, because they're probably on video raping children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just as Nick Bryant has said. And uh, I just imagine in the media there's got to be some type of uh, either enticement or framing of the same nature uh, to because to me if you go back maybe 30 years ago if someone would have come across sex trafficking as a reporter done investigative reporting they would have won all kinds of awards today they'd be called a conspiracy theorist yeah so it's it's unfortunate that's i know that's what you're battling against so you want to pull back the um cover uh, of this heinous uh industry but if the media is not paying attention, where do you go? 
Well, now, thank God, there is every manner of media emerging. So what used to be the top three channels are really irrelevant anymore. Their numbers pale in comparison to what's on the Internet. And so there are people and corporations starting new platforms all the time. And we, for an example, we didn't air Contraland. Our, our documentary is very powerful. It walks you through the realities of what's really going on with the children. And we offered it to the populace as a good faith public service alert at no charge. So, folks, go to ContralandMovie.com and watch it. Connect it to your smart TV. Watch it on a big screen with this audio up. It's it's high quality documentary, and it will read you in on the realities of what's happening, and you'll understand a lot more uh, what a big scale this is, and connect you to our our website v4cr.org where you can get a wealth of of knowledge and tools on how to get involved and help uh, coordinate and counter this heinous abuse so let, let me backtrack just for a second here uh the the video you're talking about uh how long is it first of all it's about just over 90 minutes okay about yeah, the same full, length as uh, 2000 thing. mules okay and, documentary film okay and it's contraland um i'm sorry can't read my own writing here contraland movie.com okay contralandmovie.com okay and then the website again that you gave out v4cr.org okay. alright yeah because we we post this we'll post this to our website as well I want to make sure we include this information here um, do you have an estimate on how many people have seen your documentary no because it aired to 90 million households on Daystar Network but they do not subscribe to the service that tallies how many actually consumed the film so they were unable to give me numbers on that so we we have no idea wow yeah it needs to keep going and we're trying to get churches to air it but that's another thing people need to have the moral courage to stand up and condemn the entire notion of raping a child and a lot of churches now are too soft and unwilling to empower their people with the, the nature of what's really going on and educate their their church. So we're urging them to grow up um, and get a little bit, get hard enough to where you're not going to stand by and just allow the destruction of our offspring with without lifting a finger. Uh, there's nothing biblical about just standing by and watching massive harm done and being so soft that you can't be part of the solution. So, Yeah, I want to come back to the churches in a minute, but I want to go to the parents that are listening right now, and they're going to be saying, well, you know, we got pretty good control over our kid. They go to a decent school, and, and there's no CRT or that nonsense, and, and uh, they're involved in wholesome activities, and we go to church and so forth. So it's terrible that kids are involved in this. But I don't think it's going to affect my kid. I think that's the biggest uh, delusional belief that a parent can have. Could you address that? Well, I applaud all the positive things that you described some of the parents doing. Sadly, what parents don't realize, due to the evolution of technology and the predator techniques, is that 
on smart devices like a cell phone. Your child may be on a game or on an app that seems harmless, chatting with a friend. And that friend, though, could very well be a full-grown predatory adult. And some of these apps that look like a game or just a little uh, video app can actually be geolocating your child and directing the predator from anywhere on earth directly to your child. And they can track your child walking home from the bus stop or on the playground or wherever your kid is. And they can capture your child's face, run facial recognition software. They can surreptitiously capture video of your child and they can send your child video and still images of a child of the opposite sex of your child and coming on to your child and saying, hey, you're you're cute. I like you at school. You know, I want to be your friend. You know, and then after some time and trust is established, the predator starts showing revealing pictures of the child that he has access to. Let's say it's your child. David's is a boy. Let's say he's a 13-year-old boy, and it's a 13-year-old girl that says she's new to his school, and she's cute. She sends him pictures. Hey, you seem nice. Will you just be my guide because I'm scared, a new new girl at school? And, of course, if he's chivalrous, he's going to try to be a gentleman and help her. And, and so they chat, and after a period of weeks or months, she starts showing him some revealing pictures of her, saying, this is how much I care about you. I feel really close. Can you... You know, do the same for me so that we're like, we're tight. We're, you know, we're together. We're, we're in this. We're both got buy-in and commitment. And maybe he does because he's 13. He has no idea how this world works. And then the predator can say, well, you know, I've got these new. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Dudes of you are this inappropriate picture send me more and if the if the boy ever stops and says no predator can say well i can i'll show this to your parents if you don't or i'll send it to your entire school if you don't or i'll put it on the internet for millions or even billions of people to see and maybe the boy kills himself because he's never dealt with that level of stress or, or betrayal or compromise and he doesn't know doesn't want to dishonor and humiliate his family he maybe he can't see around it because his, his little mind isn't fully developed yet far from it so that's the harm. That's just one of dozens and dozens of scenarios of how a kid from a good family with a good life, with good education, can be completely compromised. And I mean, and another scenario could be as hey, I've got trading cards or I've got this or that or whatever your child's into. Video games, I'll swap you a video game. It can, maybe it's another boy like that says, hey, I can swap you a video game. Meet me at the, you know, at this whatever place right at the corner of this park or whatever and your kid gets knocked in the head or maced and thrown in the back of a creepy rape van never to be seen or heard from again because they have no idea that this level of threat persists or exists so our news media won't tell them law enforcement isn't putting out public service alerts on it to the degree that they should our our 
national leadership is certainly not telling us anything that we need to know to safeguard our children from it. So here I am, a busted veteran, trying to do the best I can to alert everybody the same way you would alert a friend that had, I don't know, any other threat. Uh, there's a wolf loose, a rabid wolf loose in the neighborhood. Lock down your families and keep an eye out, right? Yeah, you said a couple of things that really concerned me, and I wasn't aware that a lot of traffickers had access to this trafficking devices, but I, I gosh, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that uh, they can track your kids um, in real time because of the game affiliations they have. That makes a lot of sense. Um, that's actually the same technology that uh, Dinesh Souza used in uh, 2000 Mules to track uh, who was stuffing the ballot boxes and where they were going. And so that's not surprising to me. Facial recognition, my gosh, this is sophisticated as hell. So I can't believe this is just your neighborhood pervert. This To have this kind of technology, Craig, it just seems to me this has to go really high up to have this kind of access. Well, look, if you take apps like TikTok, it's literally run by the Chinese Communist Party. Donald Trump wanted to ban TikTok in the United States, and the Democrats wouldn't let him. What would they care about a Chinese Communist Party app? Who cares? There's thousands and thousands and thousands of apps out there that do about the same thing. So what would they care? TikTok's one of the more harmful apps out there, potentially, for the children, because there can be surreptitious codes in these apps that allow predators to do these kinds of things and um, there's no excuse for fighting a president that wants to ban some that are potentially harmful so not it, it it's not that the predator has to have sophisticated access to technology a lot of this stuff is is you can go to the app store and download it it's uh the technology has gone so far to where a lot of these things they're not specialized anymore they're general public as- access type of uh, functions and so we just have to be aware of what those are and so we've got a list of problem apps on our website v4cr.org i urge everybody to go there scan look for the tools and the empowering knowledge there so that you can harden your family against this so your children don't end up as a statistic Shouldn't it be mandatory that you know state governments say you must teach this about history and government and so forth? And shouldn't state governments be mandating the schools that they hold uh, uh, parent education to educate the parents about these kind of apps and these dangers to their kids? You use the word should, and I would say yes, they should. But look at what we have instead. What we have instead is tranny hour where freaks are have access to our, our elementary school children and weirding them out and teaching them how to have anal sex. Now they want to do it at five years old, how to perform all manner of perversion and how to perform all kinds of sexual acts that children aren't even curious about. They don't even for another five or 10 years until they're, they're, they're starting to hit puberty it's inappropriate to go into any of this with them. What, what they really need to know is that there are sick people out there that will harm you and there will be a sexual approach and that that's inappropriate and so beware of that. My, that's, my dad, look, I'm 58 years old. My dad was a strong pastor and he didn't get into any gory details, but I was aware that there were weirdos 
that may try to come onto me in a men's bathroom or, or any place where they had access, just keep my little head on a swivel, not be terrorized, not steal my joy, ruin my childhood, not be terrorized, but just be situationally aware. If somebody you don't know, creepy, is even looking over the stall at you or something like, hey, no, no, get out of here. You don't belong here. <laughs> you know, don't go anywhere with them. Be aware that they may be up to no good. That's what children need to know at five and ten years old. Um, they don't need to be learning how to use dildos and every orifice and all the things that they are teaching them how to perform now. And um, I, I know hard. this is happening in the L.A. County schools, just what you're yeah. describing very graphically. This is reality. Yeah, it's the it's part of the ideological subversion that Russian KGB defector Yuri Bezmenov so powerfully articulated and demonstrated to us in his lectures in the 80s. And we absolutely should still listen to him because very, very powerful. Once you listen to his lectures, you'll understand exactly what's going on in this country. As an outsider looking in, Craig, I, I, I'm well aware of what you're talking about with the Soviet defector programs and what they warned us about conquering you from the inside out and infiltration. The uh, What I'm wondering, though, has the, have the Chinese basically taken that over from the Russians? Yes, I would say the Chinese and the, and the global bankers... Um, they're all working together now. I think Trump refers to it simply as the cabal. I think that's probably an easy term uh, to utilize. But I, I do see it as a global conglomeration. I've researched it every which way I could to try to understand exactly who. But I think it's it's kind of everybody that really wants to suck up, to move up um, to the global bankers that, that move the, the trillions of dollars around the globe. And they have the biggest control over international finance and power. So, yes, they work with the Chinese now. And, uh, you know, I think, oddly enough, what used to be a mortal enemy of ours was Soviet Russia. That seems to have, that threat seems to have faded quite a bit. And uh, it's, it's moved over more to the Chinese Communist Party. The Chinese are, in my opinion, from everything that I understand from the highest level, uh, intelligence community and DOD officials that I know, they're like, no, Russia is not nearly the threat that it used to be. It, they're still not our friends, but it's China. And and so we see one party sucking up to China and, and crying about Russia, saying that we need to worry about Russia, Russia, Russia. But it's really not Russia that's messing with us so much. It's it's absolutely China. So. That's what I would think, too. You know, there's something else I'm going to run by you, too, because I think it has linkages back into your main interest. Um, I had someone. Uh, so, yeah, friend we need to. Oh, oh, sorry. We need to pay attention to where the real threat's coming from. Yeah, we really do. I wanted to kind of bring this back um, to the infiltration level, though, uh, and I think that trafficking is a big part of it. But I have, I have a friend whose uh, spouse is in one of the intelligence agencies and obviously I want to be really careful about what I say because my relationship is known and uh, another uh, person that just retired from the FBI just retired uh, and uh, DHS and let me tell you what I'm getting from people like this the message isn't word for word but it's still basically the same um We've been infiltrated, and this is the new reality, and if you don't like it, there's the door. And they're being told this in meetings. Are, are, are you familiar with this kind of indoctrination statements that are going on now? 
Yes, because we had it in the Federal Air Marshal Service and after 9-11. I was one of the original air marshals in place before the 9-11 attacks and helped stand up the Las Vegas field office. And the, the executives who were defecated out of the bottom of several other agencies and, and sent over to the air marshal service were of that mindset. They were, they were bureaucrats and they were only interested in their own careers. And the things that they would say was, Hey, you need our culture. And I would ask them, well, what is your culture? So I can put it out to my men. I got 210 agents to manage here. What do I to tell them? You're saying we need your culture. What is your culture? Well, Dave, they didn't dare say what their culture was. And that was my first clue. I'm like, oh, it's so despicable. You don't dare speak it, let alone write it down and disseminate it to the, to the troops. So they would say things like, well, you know, if you don't like this, there's the door. Go back yeah. to your former agency. That's exactly what I'm hearing, and I mean word for word what you yeah. just said. And uh, the, the this is, and I've been told too, this is common. Dave, I, I said, "Gee, you're the third person that's told me this in two weeks." Dave, if you talk to a lot of people, they're going to tell you we've been totally infiltrated administratively, and uh, this is scary. I'd like to take this discussion down to the border for a second here, because we hear allegations Biden uh, criminally complicit in not you know obeying statute and the Constitution for securing the border, uh, and the thing that I hear most often from people in places like DHS or my two Border Patrol sources is it's intentional and the main driving force behind it is to import terrorists as well as child sex traffickers. I'd like you to comment on that. Well, I, I, I see those aspects of it, but there's also a Cloward Piven aspect to what they're doing with the border, mm-hmm. being to overload the social services programs to bankrupt the economy. That's why they're sending hundreds of billions of dollars to different countries that make no sense. Otherwise, they're just looking to literally drain the U.S. economy. They're killing our our international trade deals. They're killing our energy independence. They're killing our domestic manufacturing. Why? Because they mean to break the United States as we know it uh, so that they can usher in their, their heinous solution, which will be global Marxism. And we have for them to wheel that in. And we have to be disarmed for them to wheel that in. And so yeah. that's why we keep going after the guns, even though it doesn't make any sense. If you're looking at it in the perspective of the best interest of the American citizen, of course it'll never make sense. But if you look at it from a global Marxism perspective, of course they need us disarmed because that makes it easier for them to take over. Yeah. With the border, they're, they're demoralizing the Border Patrol agents they're forcing them to take the jab or leave the the agencies and they're they're hemorrhaging tens of thousands of of agents and demoralizing them so that they can destabilize so now instead of defending our border against all comers against chinese agents russian agents isis al-qaeda backpack nuclear weapons chem bio weapons anybody who may come diseased masses nope 
they're not doing any of that anymore. Now everybody gets to come in, and in fact, instead of stopping them from coming in, our Border Patrol agents have been demoted and made now to merely serve as escorts to make sure that the criminal invader is comfortable and and facilitated into a speedy illegal border crossing and given a package of money and tickets and assistance and connections so that they can put them on a plane or a bus and send them deeper into our country. So it's federal government assisted illegal human trafficking. They want the votes because they feel like uh, most of the people from third world countries would be okay with free money from the big government. I say free money with quotes because you and I both know that nothing's free, that you and I are paying for everything that the taxpayers is, is stolen to, to provide for these programs. So uh, there's, there's, a lot of trafficking involved with it. Yes, it's spiked. It's off the charts. We can't even track it now. There's so much harm. The fentanyl's pouring across like never before. It's um, it's a kind of thing to where we've got we've in, in Texas they had the Highway Patrol down there, the the DPS, and they had the National Guard down there, and they had the Border Patrol working. And they had some other local agencies working to protect the border. But they were scattered, and there was no central control. Because there was no commander's intent from either the governor or the president, then it was it was ineffective to have these different agencies down there because they weren't talking to each other. They had no central radio freak that they were on. They had no central command. They had no central directive. They were each working on their own agency's plan and completely separated. It's like a football team. You get you get all players on the field, and you don't tell them. You give them each a different play to run, and they all scatter, and nothing's effective because they're easily exploited because they don't understand any central command of, of, a, of a concerted effort so that you lose the power of teamwork. So and that's the concerted bureaucratic effort that uh, we alluded to early, yeah. earlier in the conversation. Um, another question I want to ask you here, and I know this is kind of random, but, but uh, parents are listening and they're thinking, okay, it made sense about how the kids get trafficked and enticed into trafficking. But how common is it to have kids just snatched off the street? Let me just reference one case that's recent. At a da- Dallas Mavericks NBA playoff game, a 13-year-old girl was kidnapped and trafficked, and then she escaped. And so what I'm wondering is, how common are these kinds of cases? How much should parents be worried about this? Well, it's it's common. I mean, our daughter was taken at knife point when she walked out of a subway sandwich shop a guy walked up put his arm around and put a knife in her side and led her off into a nightmare and it can happen any of a number of ways but i would say that that kidnapping or body snatching style isn't the the most prevalent sadly dave we've got we've got abusive parents selling their own children We've got reports of CPS and foster care abuses where children go off the books 
and are sold outright like a piece of meat. And those seem to be the most common um, accusations and cases that we're getting coming across our desk. And so children are even learning to traffic themselves and each other. It's it's just gotten to where the the campaign of demoralizing and destabilizing our country has started to take on upon a life of its own now. And uh, we do need some moral and ethical standards, and we need our laws enforced. And so sadly, you know, so many of our judges and district attorneys and even attorneys general have been compromised because a lot of them campaigns are funded by global billionaires like George Soros. He'll agree to fund their campaigns and, and assure that they get into office if they won't prosecute child rape crimes or if they won't prosecute arson and rioting type crimes because that's what the radical left utilize. And so, yeah, I want to really validate what you're saying about the CPS. There was a a case I would two cases I've been involved in actually one involved a State Department employee where she was on the wrong side of political issues and they came and grabbed her kid without cause without allegation they just used the local police to grab her kid and then they sent him out to two gay male parents that were abusing him and uh, her father was a listener to my show and told her to call call me and she did and we worked on this. We eventually got this turned around. But the state of Virginia's, uh, I forget what they call their CPS. It goes by a different name. But they were complicit in this, and they lost a lot of kids. And at the same time, Oklahoma had lost like 70 kids. Here in Arizona, where I live, we had a similar situation. And a state senator who exposed it said he had his life threatened over exposing it. And in Colorado, there was another case I was involved in where we found the same things. So when you say CPS, I want to validate what you're saying. I think it's more common that most CPSs do this than don't do it. Well, I, I know that there are a lot of CPS people that are acting in good faith and doing a good job. So I'm not one to paint with too broad a brush because I see where the harm comes in that. Mm-hmm. We do need to investigate. Uh, CPS is generally a state-run entity, so state by state, it tends to run differently. It's got a terrible reputation here in Arizona, as an example, uh, with horrific uh, accusations. That's right. You, you remember the Senator McFarland case? He was threatened, and uh, he even accused a member of the Senate who was in charge of CPS as being one of the sources of the threats. Um, and so it was... It was really ugly here, but yeah, we have a real problem in Arizona. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, but uh, the CPS, they just they farm these kids out, and then these uh, families, so-called families, move, and these kids just go off the books. They don't try to track the missing kids. That's what I found. Yeah, yeah, very, very disturbing. Sad. Yeah, the scenario that I'm hearing most is that they'll target young single mothers, particularly minority mothers that may not know what legal recourse she has here in the U.S. She may be working multiple jobs trying to raise her kids by herself. God bless her, doing the best that she can. Mm-hmm. Yes, can roll in there with badges saying, hey, we're the official entity. We're deeming you an unfit mother because that kid looks a little skinny and that kid looks a little dirty. So we're de- deeming you an unfit mother and you're, we're taking your kids. And she doesn't know 
what to do about it. And they take her kids and they put them in the foster care system. First of all, they get a big fat cash bonus for taking her kids from her. And then the child goes typically into a foster care system and bounces around from family to family. And all families are different. Some are very loving. Some are abusive. And then eventually the, the child goes off the books and then sold on the black market. Take this child, murder him, her, torture him, her to death in a satanic ritual or whatever you want to do. Um, and, and that is just not okay. So, I've often felt that CPS was a wasted bureaucracy because the laws of abusing a children exist and the police can come in and make their own determination. And uh, I, I never liked the idea of a separate bureaucracy, and, and they really violate the Constitution constantly. I mean, it's one of my pet peeves. I want to ask you a question before we have to close. Um, your job would be easier and the situation would get better with sex trafficking if we could do this one thing. How would you answer that? If we could alert the entire populace, we need to educate the entire populace on the fact that we have this industrial scale problem, this harm running 24-7 against our own offspring. That would be the, the, the main thing, because once the American populace understands the dark and evil nature of this abhorrent crime, uh, then we could all get heartbroken and ticked off like I am and unite and demand that the educational system change, that the legal system change, and the psychological health care system change to omit and and deny this industrial crime against our, our precious and innocent and defenseless children. So it would be important for people like you to do as many shows as you can do and more and for people like me to air those shows and to encourage encourage action that's uh seems like that's the what what you're saying here and i couldn't agree with you more i um but i tell you i don't get any angrier when i do a show except on this topic i don't think there's anything that angers me more than going after our kids. One last question. Do, do you see that uh, these sexualizing programs that you very graphically described and accurately described, do you think that's the grooming of turning kids into future trannies or bisexuals or so forth? I absolutely do. Yeah, I do too. That's what predators do. They groom the children. They expose them to vile content, to... Uh, to pervert their little minds and defile them and get them started on that uh, perverted mindset and make them and break down their defenses against that type of trauma. You know, as a former mental health therapist, I can tell you I know why they go for the ages five to eight, because before the age of eight, kids engage in fantasy thinking and their contact with reality is not really strong. That usually comes in about eight or nine. And so when they're teaching these kids these horrible things, these kids don't have the experience or the cognitive ability to actually reject what they're being told. They embrace it on a fantasy level. And uh, that can stay with you through life. That is the really frightening thing, and it's so criminal. Hey, before we go, and this has been very informative, uh, tell people again how they can follow your good work. Yes, sir. They can go to vetsforchildrescue.org with that the four being the number four so vets 
the number four, childrescue.org, or you can go to v4cr.org. That's our website. And on there, you'll see a link to our documentary film. Please not only watch it, but think about it and share that link with everybody that you can. Okay. Uh, the biggest names, ContralandMovie.com. Exactly. It's powerful. It's, uh, it's very accurate, and you will be better for knowing it. All right. Well, thank you for coming on. This has been very informative, and uh, anytime you want to come back on, just let me know, and we'll do a show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I've been listening to Craig Sawyer about one of America's most despicable crimes going on, and please get involved. Thanks a lot, Craig. Thank you, Dave.